Shut up and sit down. This is the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Muscle and the Hustle Podcast. It is me and Mickey once again. We are going to dive in here to literally just questions we've been like asked over the last sort of like two weeks. Uh, so use your pips these in really and we're just going to go through them. Uh, some of them are they're just random topics really. It's anything and everything here. So... How are you, Mickey? Good? All good, all good. Living the yes. dream. Living the dream. Living good the to dream. hear. Just looking at these uh, questions here. As Tony said, they were just, they've been sent in. Uh, we sent in over the last while, and we've kind of held them back for this uh, this sort of podcast. And some of it's, well, no, I'm not going to say any of it's basic stuff. It's uh, it's just stuff people want to know, and people's been given bad advice. Uh, <laughs> and they just want clarity. Um None of them are really any of Tony's clients, to be honest. They're just listeners of the podcast. And they, yeah, just, like, they just want we, our opinion on stuff. Well, Tony's opinion, not so much my opinion. but Yeah, well, it's like vice versa. Like People that were asking me questions were sort of directed at you. And I think we, if we've done one of these every so often, we'll be flying. So like, before we dive in here, like if anybody has like any questions you want us to ask on the podcast or like discuss in more depth, because like I do a weekly Q&A and stuff, but I don't get to dive into like, as much as I would like, because people will literally fall asleep. So a case of if you have any questions that you want us to dive into, like on a more detailed basis, like I don't know if you've seen the Q and A question I got the other day, Mickey, the one about like how to cope with like a bad relationship breakup. Like I only got to do like thirty seconds. Of that that is not a thirty second answer. That's a couple of minutes. You should have just uh, sent them over my way. <laughs> you think right? Well, I didn't know you're going for dudes now, but if that if that's no, well, I, I I've dealt not dealt with breaking up with dudes but I've dealt with breaking up in pretty severe relationship before so I, can I thought you meant like what, like send send them to you <laughs> like oh no no no, no don't say no don't say that's what me. it sounded like send them my way alright <laughs> oh, no 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 <laughs> Did you not right? Uh, right, we're going off track already. Do you, who's going first here, me or you? I'll I'll hit you with the first one. Um, I'm not going to say who sent it in, just because it's some of them people might think they're being silly. Um, how to implement cardio into your schedule during a cut? This guy seems well, he's lean as fuck as it is because I, I kind of know him. Um, but he's worried about you know the whole stigma about losing muscle too much cardio yeah he's already on a cut so we can take it for general that his calories are depleted he's in a calorie deficit um, you, and now he's at the point of implementing cardio yeah well you will not lose muscle like people people just get confused with how much muscle they actually have on their body I've done this before as well like when you're dead and you very 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 rarely lose tissue like muscle you very rarely lose it people think oh my sleeves are getting looser that's usually fat oh that's fat that's, yeah yeah, it's usually fat in your t-shirts, like your chest, your shoulders, your arms. And what you've got at the end of a cut is really what you have. It's not like any illusion. Uh, that's why you see these big fuckers that fill out their sleeves and their t-shirts. But then when they take off the top, you're like, oh, you don't look the best at all. Uh, it's, it's that sort of mix of like blocky. Uh, whenever you talk about cutting cardio, 
I would start like all my athletes. If you're like an intermediate to advanced or you're wanting like to get the best result possible, there should be at least 60 to 90 minutes of CV working every week of the year, every single week of the year. Uh, cardiovascular adaptations from cardio will not only help you build muscle, they'll help you recover better because it'll lower your rest and heart rate, higher your HRV, which is your heart rate variability, which is a recovery metric. And it means that you'll actually be able to recover better in between sessions and lift more weight. So until you start to get up, in my opinion, past about three and a half hours per week, it doesn't really have any sort of effect on that. And then after about three and a half hours a week, which is about 30 minutes, 40 minutes a day, then you're starting to look at where it can affect your energy levels and then that's probably where you're coming into the muscle and if you start training like not a posse but if you start training like weak you're going to lose strength and then that's what's going to trick you into thinking that you're losing muscle but i honestly think this is like a myth and like i've been up to six i think i've been up to about an hour a day during a cut like last year maybe maybe further back and like i've been able to get stronger throughout as long as i stay focused on my calories or like they're low but they're not super low in a case of you will not lose muscle doing cardio on like you just won't I would always do low intensity steady state, 130 to 150 beats on the the cross trainer. Well, not in the cross trainer, the stepper, the bike, something like that's usually where I would go. But honestly, do not fear that. Get the cardio in and don't even worry about it. That's my honest answer. To that. Uh, you said, uh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I was about my question that lined up was, what do you think of steady state or whatever? But you answered that. Like a good coach you are. Yeah, well, over delivering. If you ask me what's better, like Hit or Liz, and if you want my honest opinion, Liz, all day. Yeah. Everybody will be like, oh, pick with the one you like and time efficient. I don't think most people go hard enough on the hit to get what they need. I think Liz is always superior because you're guaranteed it. Uh, it's less taxing on the CNS, yeah. your central nervous system, and you can recover better. All right, here, I have one for you. This is a nice one. Uh, we'll keep, well, I'll do one that's not fitness related here. Hi, uh, I'm struggling to find what I love to do. I'm just out of uni and I, I, I don't really know what direction to take. Do you have any advice whatsoever? Because I know he, he literally, like he messaged me after this and was like, because he knows your job and my, like my job would be like, not standard, but like he knows that you're just quite different to what most people would do. Yeah. And he, I don't think he knows what he wants to do. So he's probably afraid of resistance. But yeah, struggling to find what I love to do. Any advice fresh out of uni? Not too sure on my degree. Maybe we'll follow up. Maybe we'll not. That's literally what he wrote. Well, it's a bit, I suppose my advice is a wee bit different now because of COVID and stuff, but I would say if that was the case, that was even if it was last year and anybody's coming out of uni don't know what to do, don't fret it. Same as people going into uni this year. Um, If they didn't get they didn't get the place they wanted, they didn't get the grades they wanted, uh, don't fret it. I would say for this guy, and I'm out, what I would say is finding what you love to do is one of the hardest things you'll ever because the thing you love to do mightn't be able to you mightn't be able to survive on it um it could be or it might be something that's just you know i don't know it could be just something that you can't turn into a job i was lucky i could turn mine and my hobby into a job some people can't um but if you really don't know i would say best the best thing to do he could have done was go traveling it's very hard to do at the moment i know so for the time being he has to really kind of ask questions of himself ask yourself what what do you love doing what if is your passion music it could be music if he's asking me the question is your passion fucking animals is your passion dogs you know you can it mightn't be just there in the open but they're they're not normally every hobby can you can turn into a career yeah i was about to say that i think honestly most, most of them can now is it a career that's going to 
that you might have to supplement it with a, a normal job as well for the time being possibly i know a lot of people that's making money now doing stuff that isn't isn't a normal say nine to five job but at the start until they built themselves into a certain place they had to have a day job i was the same so was but i DJ, tony everybody's the same but a lot of times that puts people off because they're like fuck i'll only make 10 grand a year from doing this how can i survive in 10 grand well you have to get another job you have to get you know you have to supplement that income you have to have two jobs. It is hard, you know, especially coming out with a degree, you feel you feel like you have to use that degree. Or the other fucking bullshit is you'll go back and do another degree. Or you'll do a master's in something you don't want to do. Or you'll pivot and become a teacher. You'll do yeah. something that you don't want to do. A lot of... I like... Yeah, people are... I think, I think families are a lot more open now to the idea that you don't have to doctor, teacher, lawyer accountant you know you don't need a i'm not saying they're runnable jobs because they're great jobs but you don't need a job that's quickly identifiable you don't know as you said about your friend that quit the fire service to cut grass and he's fucking loving life and he's making more money than he ever done like yeah. if anybody would have said that like 10 years ago to someone you'd be like you're in the fire service or you're you know you're fucking you're you have a career you have a pension and you yeah. want to give it all up to to cut grass and you're like yeah but this is what I want to do. I'm my own boss. I'm happier. It's always easier to work for yourself. That's number one. But if you're struggling, I think you just have to sit yourself down and make a list of the things you love to do, and you know, then see where where the path could take you. I think. Do you know what I sort of bounced on there, and I think this is something that I definitely went to do a couple of years ago, and I think some people listening to this will definitely definitely resonate. Like definitely clear into that is the idea of pivoting back to uni is almost like the, the option that people assume yeah like if you once you finish a degree right that's not for me all right i don't want this job right what should i do in uni like that's almost the next step back rather than think right where should i go from here it just automatically reverts back to going back to uni you know there's nothing wrong with that. if you've done my degree and then you go joe what i need to i want to be a physio you have to go back to uni to be a physio yeah, but yeah. are you are you doing that because it's passion, or are you doing that because it's just a career and it's it's because you want to go? And I think that's definitely something that people do. Something I got said as well, uh, and I would be mindful of that because it's very very easy to fall back into that. Now, if it's the right decision for you, you'll know. If it's not, you'll you should have an idea. One thing that somebody said to me a long time ago, whenever I was struggling to figure out what I wanted to do, was if you know if you don't know what you love, know what you don't love. Like, yeah. Know what you fucking hate doing. So like, if you are like a really big like extrovert sitting behind a computer screen working nine to five probably not going to be your ideal job you're going to enjoy talking to people even yeah. if you don't feel like that like if you know what you hate like if you hate sitting down all day if you hate sales if you hate the, you know you start to line up roughly what you don't like and it'll almost start to tick boxes away from you like if you hate public speaking yeah you're not going to want to start teaching and stuff you know whereas if you love educating young people you love talking to them you love yeah. you patience you know, you're starting to line up the boxes and you'll start to see what you enjoy doing more and more like i i don't really i enjoy educate but i don't like teaching people that are really really young i only enjoy teaching people like 18 up like, yeah. whereas i don't enjoy that lower level edge whereas other people do they enjoy it because it's very very pleased you know it's, it's it's actually way way tougher in my opinion but a case of if you know what you don't like i think that's definitely a big big benefit yeah. and i like the idea that you said about pivoting i think a lot of people tend to do that i nearly done that and i think it, you can almost i definitely think i nearly done it when i was younger you almost bandwagon hop onto a passion like just because yeah. you're doing it like a lot of people seem to be doing this and this is not me trying to put people off fitness but like i have a lot of people who like 
will be like fitness is my passion i just don't know if i want to become a pt and the first thing i would say is that if it really is your passion you should move across but the thing is are you going to be willing to do just like for example like me right are you going to work 40 well what i work in the fire service i work 55 hours a week in the fire service and i still work probably about i work like say four to five days a week say two days two nights and i or say five days during the week, depending on the shift. And I would have worked my two days of the weekend completely for coaching because it wouldn't even phase me. I yeah. wouldn't even woke up and been like, no, it would have been a case of, I fucking love the coaching more. I'm definitely doing this on the weekend. So like, are you willing to work nine to five Monday to Friday and then give up your Saturday and Sunday to PT? And most of the thing is, if it's your passion, you won't even have to go, oh, maybe. It'll just be yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. A passion, passion, your passion should not feel like a job. It's prioritizing. It'll be yeah. prioritized right. Yeah. And don't let it, you know, you just have to have, it's bad to say, but you have to have a bit of balls, make a decision. Um, it's, you need a safety net. You know, you're getting your fees paid for or whatever. You're getting, a, you're getting a student loan. Even though the student loan has to be paid back, it's very manageable. A lot of people will fall back on that safety net. No, I'm going to do another degree or I'm going to do a master's. I'm going to do well, a master's, but different. But yeah, just, you have to find out what you love. And once you find out what you love, uh, try to do it work out avenues how to do it um, and sometimes you know the, your perfect job isn't created yet so you can create your perfect job yourself if you see a niche in the market that you know it could be anything from like as Tony said like you could be into teaching but not into like a normal teaching role you could be into teaching people with learning difficulties you could be into teaching people with learning difficulties the guitar or drums or DJing that could be your thing but there's no real job there for that. So that therefore you create your own role, you create your own business. Um, just because it's not there or it's not listed on the internet doesn't mean there's not a need for it. There's so many times I've come across uh, like business ideas that don't exist, don't exist yet. But the other problem is the market mightn't need it yet, but it will sometime. It's just, like people like like uh, like I had a client before, like and you start renting hot tubs. Sounds yeah. really, really weird, but it's actually very smart because yeah. the thing is, not many people do that. No, don't. But many, most people don't. Like most people actually know how a hot tub works. It's actually not really worth it for how often you use it, unless you're using a flat. So, like, it does make sense for a party. Then he cleans it and he just charges a higher rate, and it's done, dusted, taken, taken off. So the thing is, he's created a business out of something that you wouldn't normally see. Do you know, I know the odd person might do that, same as trampolines and stuff, but it, it is a wee bit different, and it's a case of. It is just as you said. It's creating a job where where there wasn't one, rather than your standard route. Now I don't know people who love teaching and all that as well, but no, I do. I I think that's smart to an extent. Yeah, I'll jump in with another question here for yourself, Tony. Go ahead. The guy here wants tips on how to prep food better and easier. Oh fuck! You don't prep food. You cook most nah. years fresh, don't you? Oh well, your mummy cooks it for you. See, it depends. I actually, yeah, like I chip in my household extra money so my ones help me with the meal prep. Like a lot of people don't know this and they'll be like, oh, well, that's a cop-out. But if you imagine, right, this is me being honest. Uh, that is delegation. And this isn't me trying to slide out of this. This is a case of, see for me to take on an extra, say my check-in days, right? So say I'm working on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it's a check-in day. And people that are really tuned into business will like laugh at this, but they'll be like, that makes perfect sense. And I can take on an extra 10 clients over them, say them three days. Yeah. And I don't, it's because I would spend maybe an hour cooking my food each of them days. Yeah. I would rather just make that money 
and then give my ones more than enough that's worth their time for cooking that meal for me because they're probably cooking something very similar anyway because our dinners are usually normal enough. Yeah. So for the sake of throwing on a chicken breast, my, like the dinner, my dinners aren't for, hard for a start. Like majority of my meals uh, is some sort of protein, some sort of microwavable carbs, whether it be potatoes or rice, and then veg that's fried in the pan with whatever the food was. So it takes maybe 10, 15 minutes. But the thing is, I get out of flow for it. And if I can pay somebody else to do it, that's cooked properly, not some shite company that's not even weighing the stuff properly. But a case of, it means that I save maybe 40, 45 to an hour over that day. It means I can check in another two, three people. It yeah. means that I have two to three extra clients each of them days. My income goes up on as a as a as a cheap truck trade off. I get to help more people fulfill my mission, which is give people a result. And then it means that I can, I know this is off topic. And then it means that I'm building my business, but I can also literally pay my family for doing something that they're probably going to do, do anyway. And it, it actually makes sense. It's the same with like cleaning and stuff. Like I don't, I don't do that because it's, it, it's not staying in my genius zone. Like I try to stay where I'm good at. So for, for example, like at, at any stage, like whenever I'm older, like I'll, this might, people will listen to this and be like, well, what are we prick? And this is just me being honest. And this is me being straight. I, I won't clean. I'll, I'll coach during that time period. Like, so for example, if you're a PT, right. And you make 30 pound an hour, right. Or say 30 pound an hour for your session. Okay. Yeah. And it costs uh, somebody to come into your house and clean it from scratch for 20 quid. Yeah. For the hour. Are you better cleaning the house yourself? You better PT in for that hour. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're better PT in because you just made yourself a tenner. You do that for a year. You've now made yourself 500 extra pounds. That sounds like fuck all, but you multiply that. You do that multiple times. That adds up over 10, 15 years. And you also aren't doing something you don't love. Yeah. That extra person I'm taking, for example, could be the next big result. Yeah. Uh, Similar things I like got. It just it it's it's a way I've sort of been programmed to think now. It's it's a wee bit different. A lot of people will be like, "Well, I don't have the money for that," and that's understandable. But it's just a way that I I sort of wear that out. Especially when people ask me about meal prep now, depends on the day. If it's later in the week, I usually do it myself. But if it's a start with check-ins and stuff, they'll usually give me a hand in terms of ways to make meal prep easier. Personally, uh, the way I'd work a lot of clients is you want to reduce the actual amount of time you meal prep. So, for example. Think of protein sources that don't need cooked. You're looking at yogurts, you're looking at shakes, you're looking at stuff like that. Yeah. Then think of foods that need cooked, right? And you're going to want three to four different protein sources there. So think of a yogurt and a shake as two, right? There's two out of the out of the four done. Yeah. You need two other types of meat. So think, right, maybe microwavable salmon for your other one. And then you need maybe, say, for example, chicken or something. So what you want to do is whatever needs cooked, prep it at dinner twice so if you cook dinner twice then you can have one for dinner one for lunch and the yeah. following dinner will be different so for example yogurt in the morning uh, lunch would be the dinner the night before you cooked then you would have a shake after your workout after work and then you would cook a fresh dinner for the night but you would keep a second portion for lunch tomorrow there's four meals a day four different protein sources different veg that's a really easy way to do it and you're only cooking once a day and if you're not cooking anybody that says they can't cook once a day just cook once every two days and that's that sorted but everybody has time to cook dinner it's normal yeah yeah that's the way that's the way i normally do it yeah limit limit your cooking time don't think you have to prep 1000 meals at once yeah. or cook like i know people who prep a, a week in advance and for me personally that it, it just tastes of ass so it's not for me like. yeah yeah and uh I, people do it sometimes people do it sometimes sounds, sometimes sounds very basic but yeah i think that does make sense and that's that's bringing it down to the barbecue you can prep in advance as you want you can even like cook all your meat and then just 
do your carbs and veg separate because it's probably quicker do several things like that but i would stick with the layer i give you there and if you're going away or you don't have time for dinner cook two or three days in advance and that'll cover you just bulk yeah yeah true that's the way i would normally do it um i would do if i cook my dinner i would do double the dinner well double double the, dinner, double, the double the protein um and then it's because that's always the part you know that's going to take time is the chicken and then you can use it as you said you can use it for lunch everything else is just slotted in because it's normally just bought bought to order yeah no i think uh, i think a lot of people are afraid of the food food prep thing um it scares them. It scares them using scales and stuff too. But see, you get used to it. You get used to it when you, you know, after a week of measuring your food, weighing your food, you get used to it. You know, it's, it's handy then. Just buy a decent set of scales for like a tenner or twelve pound, and you'll be playing. Uh, right. I have a question for you, sir. Yes. Let's go back to no. You done fitness? I'll give you another one here that's not fitness related. So you're getting all the the, the juicy stuff. This is all the better stuff, in my opinion, because uh, I just talk about fitness my whole life. Uh, advice if you're struggling to get past a breakup, because that's literally the question I got asked the other day, and we didn't dive into it enough. And he said, if you wouldn't mind, could you actually dive into this a bit more on the podcast? So I thought I would actually ask you because I thought it's smart. Yeah. Um, well. Everybody's got their own way to deal with a breakup. Um, I dealt with a pretty significant one uh, coming up to two years ago. Was it two years ago? Well, whatever, yeah. Something like that. Coming up to two years ago. Um, uh, maybe more. Um, and there's, you know, you can go off the rails. You can go rebound and like, fuck. You know, you can feel sorry for yourself. You can do all of that. But what I found... The best, the best thing you can probably do is this, and it's probably the hardest thing. You have to have a clean slate. You have to just draw a line over it. If it's a long-term relationship, if you're doing like, if you've been going out for years or whatever or whatever, you, chances are you still can't be friends. In the meantime, in the short term, down the line, maybe yeah, but uh, hearing from and seeing the person for weeks after your breakup is probably not going to help you. So, in my opinion, the best thing you can do is draw a line under it and not not move on to someone else quickly, but just move on. Get on with your life. Rebuild your life, if that's the case. But I don't think you can stay in total contact with a person in the short term. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, like, the idea of, like... But we're still friends. That, 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 That doesn't work out because then... If she moves on before you move on or he moves on. Um, yeah, it's the whole shit show. Then you see it and then you get annoyed. And then you're like, "Why could you, how could you do this to me? And you're like, well, technically I'm single. That shit happens all the time. It's a shit show. You have to really go go on your own path and sort yourself out and be a bit selfish. Sort yourself out. And then down the line, yeah, you can reconnect and be friends if you need to be. Nine times out of ten, you don't need to be. Um because it's not a good environment for you to be in. That's what I found. Uh, running away from the from a problem, if if the reason you broke up, there, if there's an issue, running away from that issue of how to identifying it is also an issue, is also a big problem. If there's a reason you broke up, if you're say you're drinking too much, you're having an affairs, you're you're not a nice person, you're being you're being abusive in a relationship. You need to look at them things. You need to identify. I know people doesn't like to admit that they have issues, but you need to identify them. You need to work on them. 
um, lucky enough, my age, or we never actually, when we split up, to be honest, we never actually had an argument. And I think that was the telltale sign uh, that there was no, there wasn't enough love in the relationship to even argue. Like that's that was yeah. the telltale sign for me. I was like, you know what, we haven't even raised our voice to each other. Like we're that done that we're just done. And it was just like that was that was what hit home, and we and know that we knew we were making the right decision. But if if there is issues involved, um, you need to you need to identify them. And you need to before you jump into another relationship and everybody's did this before I've did it before you rebound you jump into yeah. another relationship even though the pe- person you jump into another relationship with you know it could be perfect for you like literally could be the most perfect person in the world for you but it's not the most perfect time that could fuck that up no timing no you do need to give yourself time to recover you do need to give yourself time to be ready for a relationship and if you're not ready for a relationship, you jump into it again, chances are shit's going to happen again because you're not ready. And then the chances are that that relationship could have been the one that was right for you. But because you weren't right, you fucked it up and you've burnt that bridge and you're on to the next one. And then you'll do the same again and you'll do the same again. I didn't do that, thankfully. Um, I learned my lessons pretty quickly. No, I didn't learn them quick enough, but I learned them pretty quickly. I know a fella, a friend of mine, and he'll he'll he, he won't be listening to this, but he wouldn't mind me saying it. And he is the rebound king. I never seen a man go through three months relationships like it. Every year he meets, he's in a three month relationship with, and then shit hits the fan again, and they split up. Goes through a couple of days of heartache, and then lines another one up, does it again. He claims he's happy doing it, but he's fucking definitely not happy because the same issue that he had from his first long-term girlfriend, now this is going back, I'd say 10 years ago, he's still having that same issue with every single one of these three or four-month girlfriends. See, I I do believe, I don't believe in that really. See the idea of this whole, like I've heard people say it before, the best way to get over somebody is to get under somebody. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, that that is the worst thing you can do. I think that is, in my honest opinion, the worst thing you can do. Like, I'm totally for if you want to go in and out and blow off some steam. But if you're going out, like, say you're a lad and you actually are just finished a relationship and you think, right, great, I'm single now. I'm going to go out and pull and the grass is greener. I think you're going to be severely let down because that's all you've seen probably and what you're thinking. Even if you think that she, like the ex is the one or say, for example, she ended up with you. It's hard to call there, but a case of, that I think I'm with Mickey and that I think the worst thing you do is get under somebody ridiculously quick because it just brings up all the past emotions with the with the, the person you've just seen. It's another relationship. It's adding a different like sort of whole environment yeah. in there. And you should focus on yourself, not other people. And if you can't be, that's the first thing. Because what you're doing then is you're looking for happiness in another person or another situation by going under somebody else. And again, yeah. you need to be happy by yourself before you can be with somebody else and be happy because it's two people that are separately happy that should be together and that's a couple. Whereas if you're looking for happiness in another person yeah. or you're relying on them for your happiness, that shows that it was never going to work in the first place. And I, I do believe that. Like I, I think spending the time, like the best advice to get past the breakup is to spend, if, if it can be fixed and you want to work on it, try your best. If it doesn't work out, tough, tough luck. 
yeah. even if you still want it, it's not happening. You're best to move on. The best thing you can do is focus on how can you improve yourself? What have you been putting off that you need to do now? Do you need to start a business? Do you need to get in shape? Do you need to, do you want to read more? What have you been putting off? Do you want to go traveling? Like, what is the number one thing that you've been putting off yeah. or not doing because of that? And focus on yourself and getting the head right and getting yourself back to full flow. And as much as people hate to say it, even if it was love, it was the end game for you. Give it, give it three months, give it six, give it nine, give it 12, and you will, it will pass. It's simple. It won't seem like it will, but it yeah. always does. Relationships yeah. always, no matter what people say, if it was love, if it was divorce, if it's anything, it passes with time. And that's annoying to hear. But it, as the days go on, you'll get ups and downs where you feel like it. And you feel like, oh, fuck, maybe this is the wrong decision. But it's a case of you need to stick, stick to your guns or stick to what's decided. And you need to give it time, let it pass and then that'll be the right move it yeah. just needs time really in my opinion yeah because uh, i don't know that we've, yeah i know that's that's exactly it time like we've all rushed into relationships um yeah. when the timing's not right like you could meet like literally meet the most perfect girl or fella in the world but if the time's not right it will not work out that's not to say <clears throat> somewhere down the line you meet them again when the timing is right but you don't like you you don't want to fuck it up the first time that's the, that's the truth. Like, I know fellas that have jumped out of relationships and met lovely girls and been happy with them, but they've jumped straight in with them. Like, yeah, like, like you're chatting months, six months, three months down the line from breaking up a long term, and you just know that this isn't going to work out for them, and they're going to wreck an, a, a really good opportunity for themselves. Because you, you it's it's hard, like, it's it's a hard thing going from one relationship to another, but normally people believe that they need to be in a relationship they need to be with someone a lot of people are afraid to be on their own but by being on your own you actually will learn a lot more about yourself 100% and I know fellas that strive on their own I know other fellas and girls that has to be in a relationship at all times, at all costs That that's just what they are and you just kind of go are you really happy being being that person or are you just comfortable being that person you know, being in a relationship are you like yeah you love the person but are you in love with them you know are you just best friends with them and it suits being there you know i think i think a whole other probably and you know, a whole other topic we're going to get asked about then is about uh being in a relationship you don't want to be in but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole because that's the fucking that's another one but yeah, yeah. i just think if you know Getting on, you know, it just takes time, and it takes it takes you to be honest with yourself. It takes you to, you know, look at where the relationship went wrong, and give yourself time, and don't be afraid to be on your own. Um, don't rush things. You know, as Tony said, there's so much stuff. Like everybody knows it. I guess wild to say it. Like, but being in a relationship does take up a lot of of your own personal time. You know, because you have to, you have to give time to someone else. But what would you do with that time if you had it back? Like, like, what would if you had that extra seven, eight hours a week, or maybe twenty hours a week that you spend with your girlfriend? What would you do with that twenty hours? Yeah, that's what I think. A lot of that's what that's what I would do. Um, and don't feel sorry for yourself either. Um, because it's not like it depends on what what age you are. I don't know what age you are, but like, fucking, you're you're going to split up with people. It happens. Like, you know. Try not to make it a messy one. Fucking 
the messy relationships, messy breakups are never a good thing. They linger on. Try not to get it to linger. Draw a line under it. Move on as quick as you can. Believe it or not, your friends and family will be there for you. You can speak to your parents about it. I ha- I spoke to my parents about that my last relationship breaking up, or well, one uh, a relationship breaking up, and they do. Believe it or not, when they were young, <laughs> they went through it as well. Maybe in a different era, but it's the same shit. Um, and you know, just kind of, it's just it's hard, but you just have to kind of be a bit selfish with yourself and move on and. Um, don't be in co- don't be in constant contact. I know it's easier said than done, but yeah. Focus on yourself. No, Focus I can agree more, mate. Here's a good one for you, Tony, and this is one I'm actually interested in. Rest time between sets is Ooh. three minutes too long between squats and ben- between heavy squats and bench. I've been told to rest three minutes feels like I'm sitting around. First thing I would say is if you're getting programmed for three minutes of rest, it's it's probably like a low volume. Like if it's like a ten to fifteen rep, or it's probably too much. Maybe five to 12. five, five by five. If it's five by five, no, that's that's adequate rest in my opinion. That's a that's your heavy heavy sets for the day. And in my opinion, if you're not feeling like you need three minutes rest in between them sets, they're probably not tough enough, and you're probably not going hard enough. That sounds like a bit of an ego thing, but. If you like, see whenever I get rest, like I got, I get two minutes in between my lateral raise sets, and most people will say that's too much. That's that's way too much time. Uh, it's not because my set of lateral raises is fucking deaf. Afterwards, I need two minutes, and I have a five minute break in between my lateral raise sets and my next exercise because the blood volume in there is so tough. So the thing is, it depends how tough you go. Like if you're not going really, really hard in your sets, you'll probably need less yeah. rest. Yeah, uh, I understand what that's like, but I would focus on intensity and realize that you're probably focusing on strength over that lift and not a pump. That's yeah. not about feeling good and getting a pump and nice blood flow. That's about moving weight and feeling contraction, but also lifting heavy. It's not about pump work. It's not like getting a sweat and minute rest, pump, pump, pump. It's about strength and building up your, your tolerance over time. I think that's actually adequate time. I think anything below two minutes yeah. for them lifts is way too little. Two to five minutes, and that, that sounds mad, but Three minutes is probably like the, the golden mark for me in there. Yeah, I think it's a psychological thing with this guy. I think he's used to the 60-second, 90-second yeah. rest, and he feels like he's sitting there and he's sitting on a bench waiting to go again. And psychologically, he's not listening to his body. He's not listening. A lot of people, we talked about this a wee bit earlier, that lifting weights fatigues your muscle, fatigues your energy system, but it also fries your central nervous system. That has to recover as well. You know, um, especially fucking squatting. Squatting puts your body under tremendous pressure. It's not just your muscles recovering. Everything has to recover. So, you know what? Don't sweat it. Uh, just, I, I, I've, been, I've been in the same boat. Take the three minutes when you can get it. Because believe me, when the fucking, when you're getting 60 minutes, 60 second rest, when it's a hard enough set and you're super set and stuff, you'll fucking, you'll cry for them three minutes. Yeah, exactly. I just always use the like the idea of if you if you feel like you don't need it, you probably haven't trained hard enough. Like three minutes in yeah. between my squat sets goes like I mean so so quick. I wish there was more time. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you're still sweating buckets in the three minutes and breathing yeah. heavily. Here, I have a, right. This this be last one. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. Three. This is a bit of a, a basic one, but I think this does make sense. And for somebody who's lost quite a large amount of weight, can you give me three main tips from your own big fat loss journey, McKay? Okay? 
that's that's one that somebody wanted to say because you did you have lost quite a large amount of body fat so just three three main tips or one or whatever you want just a wee bit of advice for somebody that's going through maybe a similar journey yeah i would say main main advice is well main advice now that i didn't take you know everybody looks back on what would i have told myself before the journey started was get a fucking coach get someone that you can be accountable to because believe it or not you'll lie to yourself so much on your journey you'll fucking lie you'll you'll do anything to make yourself feel better so get a coach um that's why i come on if people don't know that's why me and tony got together after i was kind of not i was i was good but through my fat loss journey and i'd got to a point where i was 25 26 27 28 kilo down and then got tony on because I realized that I was starting to lie to myself a lot more than I should have, that I than I was during uh, during the first phase, and also these last yards were the hardest part, and I need something need someone to educate me, be accountable to, and kick my arse when I needed it. The other mm-hmm. one I would say is don't overcomplicate it. At the start, don't you know. If you're if you're massively overweight, if you're obese like I was, fucking just get the calories down. Get moving more. It's 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 really that simple at the start. You don't have to overcomplicate it. If if you're if you're overweight, uh your chances are you haven't been in the gym. So you don't need to look at a plan that's fucking for intermediates to advance. Even if you've trained for years and years and years and years ago you trained. Just get in. Basic, move more, lift more, burn more calories, get a sweat on. You don't even need to do cardio. I never done cardio for the first six or seven months um, at all, at all, because I didn't need to, because the weights was enough um, and kept my diet pretty pretty tight. Not, not like, <clears throat> it wasn't majorly tight because it didn't have to be majorly tight. I knew that much from the past. I just cleaned it up. I... I cleaned up bits and pieces at the time, gradually cleaned up, cleaned up, cleaned up. And it was only really when I got with Tony that I really dialed it down because I had to, because I put my body through that much, um, that much cleaning up that um, I probably was, I was under eating. Not by a huge amount, but I just was under eating uh, because I'd racked up all the training, racked up all the cardio at that stage, a year into the, a year, yeah, a year in. And then it got to a point where I didn't know where to go and asked when Tony came on and we literally reversed out. He fed me more food than I ever ate before and I freaked out at the start, not going to lie, freaked out, trained less, done less cardio and ate more, ate more carbs than I ever seen in my life, never mind fucking eating. And for someone who was overweight, when you're eating like 250 grams of rice, even at my biggest, I was never eating 250 grams of rice. So... I had the trust in the process that Tony does. So yeah, that one don't overcomplicate it. Just uh, for a starting point, just get moving, um, and get you know, you know, get your calories down slightly, and make smarter, make smarter fucking. You know, if you're going, say if you're going to McDonald's, don't oversweat it. Just don't fucking get two big Mac meals and two Fantas. You know, just cut it down, cut everything down bit by bit. Until you get to a point where you're you're eating healthier naturally, and then start dialing it, and that's what I would say. That's what worked for me, and I know it's worked for a few other people. 
Um, third one I would say is give yourself time. Don't rush it. Don't do anything stupid. Like I've, I've seen, me and Tony spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Seen a guy doing the body transformations, dropping his calories right down to fucking eighteen hundred calories after like four weeks of a of a twelve to sixteen week cut, and you're just like, where the fuck are you ending? Like, where are you ending? Are you going down to a thousand calories? Like, you're just gonna, you're you're literally gonna wreck yourself. Um, so just give yourself time. Everything is very gradual. Um, and I think that over over time, people will really kind of people will start noticing the difference in you, and then they'll be like, yeah. You know, this guy's put in a lot of effort. He's he's looking skinnier. People will say, you know, you're looking good, and that's the wee 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 things you need. Um, like it helps you push on. It helps you feel better about yourself. It helps you feel better. I tell you know, the more the more you get in it, the better you're looking. The more people will tell you, the better you're looking, and that'll knock you on. People will say, oh, you're getting too skinny, or you're getting too big, or whatever. You just have to, you know, give yourself time. Nothing's sorted in a day or two. Don't don't fret it if the weight goes up or the weight goes down. Weight does fluctuate in the mornings and nights. Just take your time and do it bit by bit. Um, I'd say we're going to wrap it up now. I think we're having a, a bit of a problem here with Zoom. So I'll just wrap it up uh, for me and Tony. Yeah, cheers for everybody tuning in. Uh, we're loving the feedback. We're loving the podcast. As we said, you know, we've got guests coming up. It's just hard work schedule. Keep hitting us up with uh, more questions, especially questions for Tony. Um, the guy, he's not here at the moment because Zoom's cut out, but the guy is a fountain of knowledge. Um, and he will literally give you information for free. That's what he's all about. He's all about educating people. He's all about helping people for free. Like Tony's got that many clients that I don't think I physically don't think he can take on any more clients, to be honest. Um but the education he's given out in his Instagram and on this podcast is revolutionary. Like it it can change your life. Um so yeah. Keep throwing in the questions. If you need to know stuff, want to know stuff, hit Tony up or hit any of us up on Instagram. Uh we can bring this into the podcast and we can start answering more of your questions. So yeah, guys, cheers for tuning in. Keep sharing on Instagram. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify as always. And see you again soon.